We also have a lot of baseball to get to, including Jake nailing it with the Adley Rutschman home run pick. But we begin with the U.S. Open as Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley are co-leaders after the first round at eight under par. In 123 years, nobody carded better than a 63 at the U.S. Open. And yesterday, though, it happened twice. Xander Shoffley, Ricky Fowler both put together a 62. And, you know, there are a lot of things that we can get to as far as uh, the conditions, the course, uh, Los Angeles Country Club, J-Rod. But I want to offer up a theory here because in the last four U.S. Opens, the winning score has been six under par or better. And we're going to blow that out of the water this year, to say the least. I wonder how much of that is just, okay, the U.S. Open's letting up. They're letting professional golfers actually compete and play well. And I wonder how much of it is also that golfers are just getting better, that maybe we are watching the best golf that we've seen from the entire field. It's not just, okay, this is Tiger Woods's run or this is Jack's yeah. run. No, this field in general, J-Rod, is perhaps the strongest that we've ever seen in the game. And maybe that's sort of an underrated reason why the scores were so low yesterday. Well, you know, first of all, good morning, guys. You know, the the one thing everybody always talks about is, oh, back in my day, you know, the last generation was so much better. And I think maybe this is this is the product of, of the great Tiger Woods era, where now we get a whole new generation who are kind of like rock stars. They're having fun. They're not put your head down and, 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 and don't say anything when you hit a home run, kind of, you know, that sort of an analogy. And, and they're really, there's more nutrition. There's more guys working out. I mean, Tiger Tiger was yoked, you know, with the, the way he the way he played. There's a lot more. It's not just rolling out of bed, smoking a cigar, and and, and and hitting the ball all over the place. These guys are super athletes now. They really are athletes. And you know, the one thing everybody forgot, guys, there were two aces on the same hole yesterday. It was it was it was amazing. Listen, LACC, the best thing it had ever been known for is you could see the Playboy Mansion from the 13th hole. Now, now it's become a, a, an absolute you know icon of golf. I love that the Playboy Mansion came up in our opening segment. <laughs> Happy Friday, it. everybody. Uh, otherwise, right. it yeah. wouldn't make sense. I <laughs> know. I mean, that's the way to get baby, the party started. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We all have but California 904, time. right? 904 was the first reference. 904, that's good. We took the, we took the... <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way early. I agree with you, Ed. I mean, I think about like John Daly's body and then you see how these players are working out and taking care of themselves. And even Phil Mickelson lost a bunch of weight and he's been playing better. So I think there is something to be said, even from a betting perspective, like I've been struggling. I love betting on golf because you can get so much value. But tournament to tournament, it's like wide open because all of these guys are good. We pretty much laughed Paul off the show when he brought up Ricky Fowler's name. And now look, I mean, Paul looks like a genius. I, I must give him credit for that. Clip it. He does for the most part, but... We should mention uh, how Sahith Figala is performing right now. Uh, currently, he is uh, tied for 123rd. If I go by data golf, his probability of making the cut is at a mere 19.7%. <laughs> For those who have not been paying attention, if uh, Figala fails. 
It was a yeah, coin flip then 12 he, hours ago. Yeah, uh, and uh, it got way, way worse after that because all these scores are mighty low and he's four over. So he's got a I lot of work great. to do. Yeah, yeah. He's a day yeah, two guy. Right he now. did this. He's I don't know if it was the memorial. Two. Yeah, I don't know if it was the memorial or the one before that, but he, it wasn't, maybe it was RBC, but similar first round, three over, something like that. Comes out swinging and like four under through the first five, you know, first nine. Well, generally like you want to anyway, swing in golf. That's usually how it works. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Do not patronize me right now. There's a lot on the line right now. But anyway, he came out firing. Is that better? On day two and was like, you know, four under on the day through the first nine, if not better. He'll get, he'll sneak inside the cut line. I really hope so. Does J-Rod know the bet? Do you want to tell him really quick? So he's... In the loop here. So, J-Rod, they have been giving me a hard time because I uh, tend to end up on Thigala quite a bit. And at 110 to 1, and of course he's played a couple dozen times as an Orange County guy, I had to at least take a piece of him, and I also played the OC. So, apparently this was concocted when I was away, unbeknownst to me. But it was like if I was going to play Thigala again, there was going to be something on the line. So I guess I have to wear a clown. I have to do the clown makeup thing on Monday if he does not make the cut. So high oh, stakes right it now. must be summer, huh? The summer betting season <laughs> <Yeah>. is here. <laughs> We've had mustaches, tattoos. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on in the BetQL network. People are doing hot sauce bets and other things. So, yeah, it's the dog days. I'd say I have faith, but I'd be lying. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, I can't wait. I, I, so, so if you win the bet, if you win the bet, what do they have to do? Great question. Exactly. Much, uh, yeah, there wasn't much. Uh, for you. I said the yeah. hosts are exempt. Is what my idea. Uh, Whoa, false. <laughs> Completely false. Yeah, we'll circle said, back to that, that in a couple weeks, pal. Yeah, yeah. You guys pal. are actually next. Is what we're. Talking that was about. a great idea denied. by me. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I countered with yesterday, 24 hours of thinking about it after I uh, committed to this. I was like, wait, hold on. If the Gala wins, which I think we can rule that out, they all have to I do guess. clown makeup next week. But well, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I vote they should have to do a, at least a segment or, a, or something in Spanish. Say something in Spanish. Oh, uh, maybe gosh. Like that. That, that, would be, that would be tremendous. Uh, again, uh, for those scoring at home, Thigala is 12 off the pace here, J-Rod. So much as I appreciate the okay. hypothesis of what what could happen if, uh, yes, if, if Paul wins this bet, I don't know if uh, that's germane to the conversation. Just, just going for the cut. Well. I mean, you were right. Two California guys, you know, doing well. It's just not Thigala. Right. Yeah, I don't know right. why I like I I honed it on Fowler a couple tournaments back, and then I just kind of like I was like, all right, and he he did okay, I think top twenty something like that, and then just mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, do I really believe in this Ricky resurgence, big resurgence, resurgence show? Tough to say. Um, I don't know that I necessarily did, but we'll see if he keeps it up the whole weekend. I've certainly got my doubts there. The odds board seems to reflect that as well. I mean, Shoffley being right there with him, so. I know, Ed, you were on Shoffley from the jump. 
really yeah. quick, remember last week I joked at the RBC Canadian, oh, we should bet on a Canadian uh, because of the familiarity. And now, obviously, this tournament in California, you got two California guys tied and breaking records. Maybe it's something we need to look at sometimes, you know, factor in a little bit more. Maybe it's just a little trend that'll die off. But it is interesting. Back-to-back weeks here. What Englishmen are we going to back for the British Open next month? That's going to be the big Exactly. Question. Just for funsies, Lowry, we obviously. need to at least look at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I will. I will so, be. So, so serious betting angle here, because when it comes to this year's U.S. Open, I think it's safe to say we're going to see a mighty, mighty low score win this thing. So if you're looking at key stats for live betting purposes, because the second round uh, will start uh, while the show's in progress – I wonder if, say, like birdie or better percentage is something that we need to take seriously. And it's weird to say that for a U.S. Open, but that is where we are. This season, uh, the best birdie or better percentages on the PGA Tour belong to John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler. Is it possible that any one of those guys can make a real charge here, J-Rod? Well, I mean, I think, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with majors, you, you, you have to look toward the stars. And, and, and obviously, with, with the way Rom's been playing, and the way Shuffler's been playing, and I think that's the way you got to do it. But I think this course also, it's not a, it's not a grip it and rip it kind of course. You, you have to be able to, to sort of finesse your way in. It's sort of like a second shot course. Um, and I think that's going to actually help these guys out. You know, it, it's always interesting to see how the course plays and how these guys, uh, you know, sort of react, especially on the second, third day when the, when the holes get moved around and that sort of things. But obviously, you know, to me, the, when, you get, when you have the majors, I always look toward the superstars because I think they'll be there at the end. Yeah, it's a great point. I try not to overreact to the first couple days because you know things usually are going to change. You bring up a good point, though, Ed. I usually don't – so I get my bets in, excuse me, before the the tournament starts, and then I don't really start placing more, and maybe that's something I should take a look at, you know, um, because you could probably find some good value or look for an edge there, but I usually just stick to whatever I had (laughs) before it started and let it ride. And there's the convenience factor of that, right? Instead of having to to watch carefully and look things up as we go. But sometimes you can find value, you know, doing some live betting. As I look at data golf and look at a probability of winning outright, right now, uh, Shoffley is leading the way at more than 28%. No one else has more than 16%, though Ricky Fowler is there. There is a bit of a gap because uh, Shoffley probably has a, you know, better history, better numbers overall. Fowler has finished really, really well this year. Uh, but Shoffley has the edge in terms of those raw strokes gain numbers. And so that's why uh, that, that discrepancy is there. But Roy McElroy also very much in the mix. Scotty Scheffler, you can never count him out either, Aaron. Yeah, I'm interested, like, if you're the leader on day one or even, like, top three, like, how often does that player go on to win the whole thing? You well, know, it would be interesting you know, in terms see- – Sure. Yeah. Well, in terms of like probability here, I mean, you know, data golf numbers are fairly sharp and, you know, after mm-hmm. the first round, like sometimes you have your wire to wire winners. Usually that happens, you know, you know, for this projection about a third of the time, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, but if these scores are mighty low, then it's not going to take a whole lot for say one or two golfers to perform really well. Or if say any one of these guys say has a bad day, 
then they could very well fall out of contention pretty easily. So there's a lot of variance in play here. But that also means there may be some really good value to where some of the stars, J-Rod, you're talking about, like a McElroy, like like a Scotty Scheffler, even uh, Bryson DeChambeau, someone who uh, I was backing to make the cut and maybe win a matchup or two, he's someone who could very well win this thing. He's won the U.S. Open and- before. That may also be someone to think about here. Yeah. And he's 25 to one. I can't remember what he was before, but that's pretty good value. Even like, gosh, mm-hmm. John Rahm at 20 to one. That's intriguing. Oh, sure I just is. And I always, also said he bet that. And I always wonder, especially for the, for the hometown guys, it, it, it's almost a double-edged sword because you know the course, but then, you know, you're not maybe, you know, put, put away in a hotel room, you're getting a lot more phone calls, a lot more buddies, a lot more people hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's a distraction too, when you're from that area uh, to try to sort of put everything off to the side and get back to business. So the second round, I think today is going to be a huge test to see who actually is going to be there on Sunday. For sure. Absolutely. Like it's almost as if moving day is on a Friday instead of a Saturday because of these low scores and anybody who has a bad day may, may very well fall out of contention. You pretty much have to be consistent all the way through. So definitely there's some angles to take there. Let's move on to the NBA real quickly. And we talked this week about who's going to go at number two overall. And there are some conversations out there and uh, sort of a key report here that maybe Brandon Miller isn't as much of a guarantee of going number two overall as we originally thought. Uh, One report out there says that Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson both worked out in Charlotte, but that Henderson was the better of the two. And so, J-Rod, as these numbers start to move a little bit in the betting market, uh, is this something that you want to seize upon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and at the same time, you've got to remember who is going to fit best with Charlotte. You know, Charlotte, there was talks about that that they make a trade. And I think Scoot playing in the G League, you're already playing pro ball. I think I would go with Scoot. I would go with Scoot. I mean, it's hard for me to forget about the Brandon Miller off the court stuff. Not to compare it to Jaw, but like there's a lot going on there. If I'm looking at choosing between one or two and it's very close, I'm going to take Scoot all day. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, College World Series begins today, but Saturday's games may offer us some real betting value. We'll break it all down right here on the BetQL.